Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 207. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Namaste, Fire Nation. Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors, LegalZoom and GoToMeeting. Fire Nation, when you choose LegalZoom, you'll be among three dozen companies on the Inc. 500 list who got their start through LegalZoom. Visit LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. And now let's chat go to meeting with HD Faces. It's the powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate with your team online. Try it free for 30 days. Visit gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button and use a promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Amanda Weathersby. Amanda, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, John. All right. Founder of Anthropology, Amanda is a serial entrepreneur who has sold one business to a publicly traded company, one to her partners, and closed the business due to the Great Recession. Prior to starting her first business, she was a vice president of product management and development at Sprint. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Amanda, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business. Great. I uh, started my first company in 1990, and uh, it was a staffing and consulting company for tech businesses, and that included hardware, software, and networks. And we built the company, uh, I I expanded it to from uh, DC to New York and Boston, and then sold it a decade later uh, to a publicly traded company, and it was extremely interesting process to sell a company. (laughs) A lot of great things, also very complicated. And I've been an entrepreneur ever ever since. So um, in the last three years, I've been running Anthropology, which is a consulting firm for small businesses and startups. And part of what we do is we create the content for and teach the classes for uh, 100 Entrepreneurs Foundation, which is a, uh, an organization teaching entrepreneurship to wounded veterans and their families at uh, Walter Reed Hospital. And uh, we're in the process of expanding that to other hospitals and, uh, and to uh, groups of people, of wounded vets who have uh, TBI or traumatic brain injuries and their families. So uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful, exciting time uh, with all these great entrepreneurs and would-be, soon-to-be entrepreneurs. Wow, Amanda. Well, your business, your cause, your dedication is near and dear to my heart because as most of Fire Nation does know, I am a military veteran myself. I spent eight years as an officer in the U.S. Army, four active, four in the reserves, with a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq. So I had many close friends who did have to go to Beth Israel for one reason or another. And I'm just so glad to hear what you're doing for veterans, for our heroes in this beautiful country. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, well, I want to thank them for this (laughs) opportunity. Well, you're doing a great job (laughs) of thanking them. So, 
We're going to delve way more into that, Amanda. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote. We love getting that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Okay. One of my favorite quotes and the one that I hear in the back of my mind almost every day of my life is one that my father used to say daily. And it's a variation of a Mahatma Gandhi quote. And his version of it was, it's not what you say or think, it's what you do that counts. So you can research all the possibilities, create great ideas, learn a great deal, tell your friends all about everything you know and and think about. But in the end, it's what you do with that information or those ideas that really counts. And doing can be creating or building or improving or maintaining or teaching, but it's all doing. And um, doing is a process. You know, it, it, it involves going one step after another. And sometimes it's reversing your steps or redoing your steps or changing your directions and then moving forward again. Uh, doing is a, an exciting process and it's a frustrating one. <laughs> and so I, uh, I find that I, I say that to myself regularly it, 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 when, I'm, when I'm getting lost in the uh, ideation or the, you know, the thinking things through or the research and then suddenly I'll realize it's time to get going. Uh, so that's my favorite quote. I can definitely see why, Amanda. When I'm talking to Fire Nation, I love using the two words, just start, because we can always talk the talk, but until we start walking the walk, that's when we're really going to experience at least the start of that success that we're looking for. I mean, you have impacted so many people by just starting. And with Entrepreneur on Fire, I could have just kept talking about creating a podcast, interviewing inspiring entrepreneurs like yourself and sharing your journey and not done it. But instead, I did go out and do it. And now we're approaching 1 million downloads in over 145 countries around the world because I just started. And think of the amount of lives you've impacted, Amanda, because you just started. So it's a great message. It's a great theme for Fire Nation listeners to pick up on. And it's a great transition to the next topic, which is failure. Because this is about your journey, Amanda. And you are now at an amazing place where you're passionate and dedicated about what you're doing. But it wasn't always that way. Because every entrepreneur goes through a journey. And we want to hear about a time in your journey when you failed, when you were in despair, or when you just had this obstacle or challenge that you had to dig deep to overcome. And share with us how you overcame that. Absolutely. Um, First, I want to add that I I interviewed more than 100 entrepreneurs for this class at uh, Walter Reed. And I want you to know that every single one of them had a failure. (laughs) So one of the key things, I love this question, um, because one of the key things entrepreneurs have to realize is that failure isn't the end. It's just a a better, it's a necessary way to learn things. Yes. So so my, um, my failure, and it was actually three parts to a failure, a business failure, in fact. I started an organics catering business about two years before the Great Recession happened. And uh, we had we had internships for formerly homeless people uh, who were attending a, a culinary school. And we had, you know, created this great concept and built the business up and it was going pretty well. And then the Great Recession hit. <laughs> and so um, the first failure was 
that the wind went out of the economy and my uh, biggest competitors had been million dollar companies and suddenly my biggest competitor was brown bag and uh, and um, hot block meals you know <laughs> so uh, in addition during the recession all of our costs increased incredibly including fuel and food and these things were all beyond my control but the uh, lesson learned there was that you have to understand the fluidity of things beyond your control and, and in some ways prepare for them. Um, and maybe that's socking away something for a rainy day, for example. Uh, the, it's, things could get more expensive. Things could uh, become complicated and you have to be prepared. The second uh, failure was one I could control. So this one is purely my failure. And that was uh, while the recession was tearing apart the, the economics of the business and the market, uh, I was in crisis management mode and I did a very poor job of stemming the tide of losses and uh, I didn't do certain things well. Like for example, I, I needed to fire people who were not performing uh, quickly uh, and that included people who uh, were there, we had theft issues, you know, we had all sorts of issues. I needed to fire them quickly. And, and at the time, I think I was just too slow to, to make that decision. But sometimes, you know, you, you may be good hearted, but you have to run a business like a business. And that means you have to do what you have to do. Uh, also, we needed things like um, solid systems and processes for everything from inventory and vendor control to vehicle management, sales management. Uh, uh, kitchen oversight and so forth and so on and these systems were expensive and time-consuming to put in place and they should have been there in the initial business plan and that was also my doing so <clears throat> I take responsibility for that and one of the things that I, I like to tell people about in my classes is franchises are businesses where they build all of that in and so the first day you open up a new franchise restaurant for example you have all those systems and you have all those processes in place and they're tested and they work. And uh, so when you start your own business, think about doing it that way from the very beginning. Get all those processes and systems set up in the beginning. Make sure they're in your business plan so you know that those costs are going to happen and, um, and, and use it, do it that way. Finally, the third failure, and I'm just going to say this is a really important one to me, a really important lesson learned to me, and that is I thought for sure I could fix it, and I'm a very optimistic person by nature, <laughs> and, and I made a significant investment in this business, and I just thought I could fix it, <laughs> so I kept trying to fix it, and it was like a game of whack-a-mole, if you've ever played that, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so the truth was that the economy was a bigger was a big issue and I could simply couldn't do the crisis management well enough in such an economic downturn to to make the business work I should have cut my losses sooner my lesson learned is that it costs a great deal of time money and misery to close a business but it it costs so much more to close it later <laughs> so just close it you know so anyway those are my lessons learned from failure. Amanda, those are so powerful, and I want to thank you for sharing those so openly with Fire Nation. And there's definitely a few things I want to pull out of there. A hundred entrepreneurs that you interviewed, every single one has admitted to failing at some point in their journey. Obviously, multiple times is the norm. I've interviewed now well over 200 
incredibly successful entrepreneurs on every level. And there is still not one person that I've interviewed who has claimed that they haven't failed. And that is such a powerful thing to realize for the listeners is that failure is something you need to embrace as an entrepreneur because that is how you improve. That is how you pivot your business. That's how you understand what's not working and figure out what is working because you can't assume as an entrepreneur. You really need to get in the mix, find your target market, interact with them, and figure out what they want, what they need. And another great point you brought up was the hiring process. And something that I've heard many times from many of my guests is hire slow, fire fast. Yes. It is great advice on so many levels because the people that you bring into your company, they are literally the heart and soul of your company. If you let somebody corrupt that heart and corrupt that soul, that's going to eat your company from the inside out. So you need to do your best to bring in the right people. But then once you do identify them as the wrong people, you need to get them out of the company and you owe it to them, that person, because it's not a right fit for them. You owe it to your company because that's the only way your company is going to survive. You don't keep somebody around because you're trying to be nice to them or give them a fourth, fifth, sixth chance Mm -hmm. when it's going to impact all the other people that are really a great fit for that company. That's a very good point, John. The, the, the person who is disenfranchised and not really putting everything towards the common goal essentially starts to tear apart the culture of the company. And so you've worked hard to create a culture and one that's positive and, and you know, a team and you know, people are making progress together and the goals are being set and worked on together. And all of a sudden things start to erode and it's eroding most typically. It's eroding because of someone <laughs> or someone's who are disenfranchised and they are slowly but surely eating away at it. They're competing against their, in- right. you know, it's internal competition is one of the worst things for a business. Ugh. I could not agree more. And the third point that you brought up that I just love are systems. And that's something for me as a military guy, I was so fortunate to be trained at early on in life is to create systems. And when you can, as an entrepreneur, create systems to be more efficient, to stop things from falling through the cracks, that is a very powerful way to start a business. And like you mentioned with franchises, you're able to get those systems right off the bat, which is really great and a great head start. Even when you don't have that opportunity, you still need to approach it like a franchise and set systems up. For me, there was no other daily podcast out there. I was the first person who's going to be interviewing one entrepreneur every single day of the week, of the month, of the year. And people said, hey, John, it can't be done. There's just not enough time in the day. Well, not only is there enough time in the day, there's enough time one day a week to do it. I do 99% of my interviews on Mondays only. I have eight to 10 interviews every single Monday. My systems are in place. Tuesday through Friday is wide open for other things. And that is because I've set up systems in place to go back to back to back to back. Now, Amanda happens to be one of those one percenters. We're actually doing this on a Friday because we have other business to discuss. But if you set up businesses the right way with systems, it's amazing what you can accomplish. It is. Yeah, I agree completely. So Amanda, this interview is about you. You're our spotlighted entrepreneur. So we're going to move on to the next topic, which is that aha moment. Take us back to a time in your journey when you just had this light bulb that went off and you said, wow, this resonates with my authentic self. And how'd you turn that moment into success? I have to give you one moment of background here. And that is that I was working for my 
last boss. <laughs> and I had just had my first son. And uh, my boss was telling everyone around that I'd had a nervous breakdown and my bur- nervous breakdown was named Miles. <laughs> so, so anyway, I uh, realized that I had to do something to change my career path right. in order to accommodate both work and family. And uh, I had an aha moment when I realized that as the vice president at Sprint, I had been in trying to recruit people with a background in telecommunications to Kansas City at the time. And it was very difficult to do that. Most of the people with the right kind of backgrounds were coming from the West Coast or the East Coast. And moving to Kansas City wasn't on their list. <laughs> so, so recruiting those folks was very, very difficult. And so when I decided to start my own business, the aha moment was, boy, I wish I had had a company providing me with interim staff management uh, to help me get my work done and have those uh, interim staff people be basically overqualified for the jobs I'm recruiting for so that I don't need to train them and bring them up to speed and that they can actually help my organization be a better organization. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I created this company in 1990. Uh, we recruited people who were interested in balancing their lives with work and they were willing and delighted to work at a level below where they had before in order to do have that balance and uh, and as a result the clients were very happy the and the referrals were great and the business grew and and the people who doing the work were happy and <laughs> 10 years later I sold it to uh, a publicly traded consulting business Wow Congratulations. And if you could just pull one clear lesson from that entire aha moment to the fruition of it, what would that be? I created a business to provide people with something I knew I needed in a, in a different, in my previous life. Yes. You know, so, so creating something you need that you find important or useful or helpful, and, and it, it, will, it makes a big difference when you launch it to the market because you know why it's important and you can sell it so much more easily. Oh, great insights. Amanda, have you had an I've made it moment? I have sort of miniature uh, sat- moments of satisfaction, I should say, when it's not really I've made it, but I, I feel very satisfied and grateful pretty regularly <laughs> uh, when I realize that I've solved a problem or I've come up with an idea for a solution and all I have to do is put my, my shoulders into it and <laughs> make it happen. Um, and I don't know that it's, it's a, I don't believe that I've had a one I've made it moment. I feel as though I haven't peaked yet, so I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing that I love discussing in Entrepreneur on Fire is that I've made a moment, the perception of it, because especially in corporate America, it seems to be such a preoccupation of climbing that ladder. Whereas with entrepreneurs, so many people say, John, I'll never have an I've made a moment because that will denote the end of my journey. Mm-hmm. Where that is the important word in my mind is journey. Because as entrepreneurs, the fortunate ones, we are truly 
living our passions, our dreams, what we are dedicated to. So it's not about necessarily reaching a specific point because we're already there on a lot of levels and we just need to continue to push ourselves forward along this journey and appreciate those milestones, those achievements and accomplishments that we're hitting along the way. So I'll follow up with this question, Amanda. Are you enjoying the journey? Oh, absolutely. The The journey is... Include uh, the the journey of an entrepreneur includes these things, and these things are all the most fun things in the world to me. Uh, number one is learning; it involves an enormous amount of learning, and learning is such a treasure. It's great to be a curious person and to keep learning, and you you learn every day, <laughs> every single day. Some days I kind of get tired of learning. You know, <laughs> you fail, you learn, you have an aha moment, then you fail, then you learn. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, uh, but it also includes hard work and hard work that pays off in a variety of ways, uh, whether it's financially or because you've helped people and you can see the results of helping people. That's a wonderful payoff. And uh, and so I think the journey is is too exciting and interesting to ever want to stop. <laughs> For today's entrepreneur, Amanda, you are so right about the learning. I mean, this day and age with the internet, with social media, with everything that's available in the World Wide Web, I mean, it is just incredible the amount of things that we can and should and need to learn on a daily, weekly, monthly level that can bring our business, our entrepreneurial ventures to the next level. And it's so powerful. And it's exactly why I wake up every morning excited to read the latest improvements in different social media platforms with different website opportunities. It's just exciting to go to conferences and seeing what other entrepreneurs are doing. It's a very interactive, engaged world. And I just am so happy to be a part of it. It's very exciting. I would add, though, I'm going to just add one thing. My biggest ideas that I've ever had in terms of solving problems or starting something new have always come when I am not using technology. So I'm not on the phone. I'm not using my computer. And I'm, you know, I'm away from my email. And I'm breathing. I'm usually outside breathing fresh air and taking in the world around me. So while we all of us have to be using technology on a regular basis. I would say that there is something extraordinary about the state of mind when you are away from it all for a while and the stillness of the mind and all of a sudden the creativity just flashes out these beautiful full-formed ideas. They're not even little seeds. They're just full-formed ideas and it's a wonderful experience and something. So we all need to get away from the computers once in a while. (laughs) Great advice, Amanda. And I have to be honest with you, I could not be more excited with my move to San Diego for one specific reason. I've rented a place about half a block from the bay in Pacific Mm -hmm. Beach, and I'm going to be going out every day with no electronics, with my paddleboard to paddle the bay and just take it all in to think, to breathe, and just to relax. Yep. And that will be the moment when <laughs> you are going to invent the next great thing. That's what happens. <laughs> then I got to jump off my paddleboard and swim to shore and find something to write down with before I forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Amanda, you have so many incredible things going on right now in your business with anthropology. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you right now. 
I've been a consultant for national and multinational businesses in my past, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to be working with small and startup businesses, including those of, of veterans um, and their families. It's extraordinary for me to to be in the beginning stages when the companies are very small and to help them with not only their strategies, their business strategies, but also you know, growth curves are not all alike. Some some growth curves are better, you know, going a million miles an hour, and some growth curves, frankly, are better slow and steady. And things to help people see the best way to make their business work with their lives and to build their businesses successfully over time is extraordinarily exciting for me. And I get to be involved in all aspects of their business. So I help them with their finances. I do spreadsheets for them, for heaven's sakes, you know. <laughs> I, I help them understand their businesses better, how, understand their customers and their sales process and service levels and invoicing, payroll, uh, manufacturing, human resources, cash flow, all kinds of things. And I love being able to work across companies. I, that, that's very exciting to me. And it's wonderful to, I've had entrepreneurs come to me and they'll tell me that they've been doing this business, building a business for two years, let's say, or three years, and they've worked incredible hours, they haven't seen their families, and the business is growing like gangbusters, and all of a sudden they realize they hate their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so if you can't, work your business and your life together properly it, it, it's not good for either and therefore I've been able to in, in my mind I kind of feel like I save businesses sometimes because I help the entrepreneur rebuild the passion for the business and to understand that it can be done it, it doesn't have to be one or the other and you can work the two to get together of course it's always hard work there's no question about that but it's it's possible to, to build both a life and a business together. Those are simply inspiring words, Amanda. I definitely think that your current vision for the future of where you're looking to bring anthropology is really exciting. And what you're doing is impacting so many lives. I thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Fire Nation. Now it's time to thank our sponsors, GoToMeeting and LegalZoom. When your entire team can get together, it's amazing what gets accomplished. Projects that take weeks, decisions that take days, it's all done right then and there. But gathering everyone together from different locations can be time-consuming, expensive, and often impossible. That's why we use GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It makes it easy for your entire team to get together online whenever you need to, no matter where the people are. With GoToMeeting by Citrix, you can share the same screen so you stay on the same page. And the built-in HD video conferencing makes your online meetings just like being in the same room. Just turn on your webcam. Plus, it's simple to launch or join a meeting from anywhere using your computer, smartphone, or tablet, even present from your iPad. Fire Nation, try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code FIRE. Remember, use the promo code FIRE. Question, Fire Nation. Are you ready to start planning for your future, but you're not sure where to turn for affordable legal protection that you can trust? 
Visit LegalZoom.com where you'll find time-saving services developed by a team of experienced attorneys. LegalZoom takes care of you from start to finish and provides you with peace of mind knowing your family is legally protected. For over 12 years, they've been helping Americans get personalized wills, powers of attorney, living trusts, real estate documents, and more. LegalZoom also helps start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. So what are you waiting for? Start your business, protect your family, and safeguard your assets today at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE at the referral box at checkout. Call or visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. All right, Amanda, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sure. All right. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I needed to realize that it was worth the risk. When you have a regular paycheck, <laughs> a car allowance, an executive secretary. <laughs> I, of all those things, by the way, the thing I miss the most is the executive secretary. I can imagine. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there you know, came a time when I realized that it was worth the risk in, in order to get my life and my work organized together properly, my, my family life and so forth. So uh, it was worth the risk, uh, and it is a risk. There's no question that it's risky, but I, as f- for so many people, it isn't worth the risk until, until it is. Powerful. What's the best business advice you've ever received? Oh, I've received so much good advice. <laughs> I would say, though, one of the most important pieces of advice is meet five new people every week. Wow, yeah. <laughs> You know, it, the number of Twitter followers or Facebook friends you have is is good, and, and it works for many things and many re, frame, you know, frameworks. But it's so important that you have relationships with people that if it's not face-to-face, at least you really know them in, at some, some level. And it, it's so much better to have a goal and actually set it out with a with a number, you know, set a specific goal out, not a general, meet new people is not a good goal, (laughs) but meet five new people a week. Now there's a goal, you know, and it could be that you actually sit next to someone on an airplane and talk to them. And it could turn out that that person has a great contact for you. Well, let's talk about that for one quick second. What have you found to be a great way to attain that goal? First of all, be open to people coming to you to meet you. <laughs> That's a great strategy number one. Being more open in general when you're when you're in a plane. I, I used to be so exhausted. I'd open up a book and and hope that everybody understood. I didn't want to be t- talking to people. <laughs> but but if you suddenly realize, oh no, this is a missed opportunity. You know, put the book down and be open. Um, at, and be open anywhere at, at conferences, at, in uh, in meetings. You know, we all go to meetings with people, and and there are people there we don't know. Get to know them. Uh, reach out to people. Of course, you can reach out to people that who are interesting to you for a lot of reasons. In uh, and I don't know how you have touched, you know, communicate or built this base of entrepreneurs. This amazing uh, base of entrepreneurs that you've built. But for me, I when I was interviewed 
interviewing 100 plus, I had to start with everyone I knew. And I said, here's what I'm doing. I would love to meet entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs would introduce me to other entrepreneurs and they'd introduce me to more entrepreneurs. (laughs) So you have to ask people for help. And you have to reach out to people, and and you know you and the really big part of it is just being a listener. And obviously, you're a very good one. Just be a listener. People want to meet you if you'll listen. <laughs> you know, could not agree more. And that is one of the biggest benefits that I can possibly say about Entrepreneur on Fire is that every single week I am talking. I'm having conversations with up to 10 incredible entrepreneurs such as yourself, Amanda, on a level that is very intimate. I mean, we're here, we're just talking one-on-one, obviously to the audience of Fire Nation, but it's you and I on a conversation for about 45 minutes. We had never spoken before, and I know that we will definitely be speaking multiple times hereafter, but it's because I reached out or we were connected and I asked you to be on my show that we've now built this real connection that's going to go forward. And I've been able to do that with so many of my past guests. And going out to conferences, which you alluded to just a couple seconds ago, is so important. I was just out in the social media marketing world in San Diego, meeting so many great people and having such a great time and really taking so many relationships to the next level. Specifically, I got to hang out with Pat Flynn and some of his friends and followers that were there at the conference and really develop a good rapport with him. And then I wake up yesterday morning, and he's written an entire blog post with a paragraph dedicated to me, Entrepreneur on Fire, and what I'm doing here because of that relationship that we formed face-to-face. And he has over 60,000 engaged readers, listeners, followers. That is so powerful, and that's just an exclamation point as to why you need to reach out and talk to people and connect and communicate especially in this day and age when it's so easy not to, it's so powerful. Yes, it's really easy not to, but don't do it. Don't, don't fall for that. <laughs> Go out and meet them. <laughs> Amanda, what's something that's working for you right now? Well, I have a very exciting thing going on right now. I'm, I've got a joint venture, my first joint venture ever. Yay. Uh, I have a joint venture partner uh, uh, with whom I have created a... Uh, a, a kind of an interesting retreat uh, slash uh, um, uh, workshop, I guess. And uh, it's for women who own small businesses. And we're taking them to the eastern shore of Maryland to a beautiful place on the water. And we're going to work with them to help them uh, make their businesses more profitable. And the, uh, the, Joint venture is called Simply Profitable, and we're very excited about it. And what's working is that I am doing, I'm meeting these wonderful people, (laughs) these wonderful entrepreneurs, and spending time with them on their businesses and learning so much while at the same time helping them retool and rethink and get to know their businesses better, et cetera. So it's very exciting. Wow, that's great stuff. And if you need somebody to talk about the power of podcasting, I'm not just offering because it's all women, Amanda. I really mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I do. I have uh, quite a few, actually, but I, but one I'm just going to bring up is something I learned about very recently, and it's called Feastly, F-E-A-S-T-L-Y, 
And it's a website where uh, the people who love to cook are, yeah. are getting together with the people who love to eat and who love to meet new people. So this goes right back to meeting five new people. Uh, I went to my first supper club recently, and it was outstanding. I, we, we went, and there were 11 people at the table whom I didn't know. And it was exciting and fun, and, and the food was delicious, etc. And it was in the privacy of someone's home. It was like a restaurant. Um, you paid for it, uh, typically. But, you know. So Feastly is now in three cities, and New York, San Francisco and DC, and uh, is growing rapidly. And what they do is they they'll have the supper club audience uh, present what they're doing, and then people sign on to go on to find a place to eat uh, when they're in uh, New York, for example, and so that they can meet someone and meet new people. And that's a great, a very exciting development. I what think. a cool resource. Oh, wow. If you could recommend one book for Fire Nation, what would it be? I've read a lot of books. I'm a, <laughs> I was a literature major, so you know I read a lot of books. <laughs> but I will talk about one briefly um, that I read recently, and it's called Pardon me. <clears throat> it's called Destiny of the Republic, and it's written by Candace Millard. And the reason that I recommend it is this: uh, it's, it's a, first of all, it's so well written. It's a great read. It's a, his, uh, a book on on the history of. Uh, President Garfield's assassination. Huh. But but within the book is this great sub-story about market acceptance. <laughs> you know, we have these great ideas and we want to launch them out to the market and we, we think we're going to, you know, have millions and millions of clients. Right. Well, market acceptance is a tough thing for, for almost all entrepreneurs. It's a lot of work. A lot of what we do is build that market acceptance, Right. So in this case, um, a doctor in the 1880s, I guess, had had proven that antiseptics would, if the surgeon used antiseptics to clean their hands and their tools before they did surgery, they could actually save lives. <laughs> well, for years, he was laughed at by all the, the surgeons and the doctors. They said, well, that's just malarkey. That's, that can't be. So even though he had the data that says I can save lives doing this, he couldn't get his market acceptance. So I know it's frustrating and I know it's hard work, but but it is a process. You have to go through that process to get the market to accept what your ideas are. Mm, great recommendation and very unique. So Amanda, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think I would start a supper club. <laughs> I would go to the grocery store. I would get a menu together that was outstanding. I would take the $500 and buy the groceries. I would post the, the event on a, a product like Feastly and uh, arrange for strangers to come for dinner. And I would meet these nice strangers, serve them the food, and make more money than the $500 that I had spent for the food. And... In meeting them over time, and I would just keep going with this, repeat, repeat, and then meeting them over time, I would now have a base of people to launch my next big thing. Love that. That's incredibly actionable. And really interestingly, 
I was interviewed by a fellow Fire Nation listener, Steve Young, on episode 150. We turned the tables. He Mm -hmm. asked me these questions, and I came back at him with answers. And when it came time for me to answer this question, I had a very similar answer to you, which is a very unique answer. And my actual answer was, you know, I can't cook. So, I mean, it was a little different, but it was basically, I am going to throw a massive party for people, fully catered and just really get to know people. And because that is the power of today's society. We've gone over it. It's kind of been the theme. That's one reason why Entrepreneur on Fire has been such a success. That's been a major reason why anthropology is going to continue to be a success because you understand that. And one thing the listeners just need to walk away with is that the power of relationships is imminent when you are just creating something powerful and special, such as an entrepreneurial venture. So Amanda, that was incredibly actionable advice, and you have just given us actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Oh, well, thank you, and I'm better for having been here to talk to you. It's a lot of fun, and I look forward to us talking more. We definitely shall, but before I let you go, give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. The parting piece of guidance is is simply, uh, I am happy to talk to any of you, so meet me. (laughs) Just meet me. You should be one of every listener's five people. (laughs) So there's 200,000 unique downloads per month. So you should be getting about a million emails (laughs) in the next couple days. There we go. And um, my uh, email address is amanda at anthropology.us. And it's E-N-T-R-E-P-O-L-O-G. Why? Sorry. And dot US. And, um, and I am uh, excited to meet new people. And I think it's a wonderful way to learn. Amanda, you have been so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Jen. Fire Nation, what great idea do you have brewing inside you? Enough brewing. Take powerful action today. Go grab your domain and get your website up. I've created a simple seven-minute tutorial that will walk you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.